Welcome back to the Axe on KLJX LP Flagstaff. I'm one of your hosts, Kristen Chancellor, and joining me, like always, is my co-host, Brendan Martin. Brendan, how are you doing tonight? We're doing good. It's been a busy day. Obviously, a lot of technical issues in the booth, as per usual. But other than that, it's another another beautiful day. And joining us tonight is Cameron Richardson. Cameron, how are you tonight? Doing well. It's obviously been a hectic day already, as the show pretty much explains that the way we started off. But I'm doing great. I'm ready to talk about some NU sports. Yes, let's get into it. Our first topic of the night is NAU football, who got shut out on Saturday with a 44-0 loss against Sacramento State. Starting with Brendan, what did you see NAU lacking in this game? Points? That, <laughs> Besides points. That's saying the, the uh, least. An offense? No. Uh, yeah, this is certainly... What would you say their biggest struggle was? Scoring. Everything. Scoring. Hey, okay. not in all, scoring. In, in all seriousness, I think the issue, main, the main issue for them was the weather. It was pouring. Like, it was raining cats and dogs out there uh, in Sacramento. Pretty much all the West Coast right now is pretty much in, in storm. I know Cam, you and I were talking earlier back. Very mad. But both home, we're both from uh, Los Angeles and LA is going through a big, you know, rainstorm right now. And we're all, and we're both missing it, uh, which is unfortunate. But yeah, the whole, you know, California is basically in a rainstorm. And with that being said, Sacramento, they play outdoors. Uh, it was raining the whole game for the most part. And you can tell that just NEU was not capable and ready to do that. NEU, they play in a dome. They played majority of the games in the dome. You can go back to the game they played against Northern Colorado, um, where they only scored 10 points in overtime. Um, and I believe that's, that is one of the, other than the U of A game, that was the only time they played uh, on uh, on the road outside. So I think that was the main issue. I think that RJ Martinez just couldn't find a way to keep a grip on the ball. Uh, they weren't really confident on, on in the passing game, really any facet of the game uh, in that matter. Yeah. Cameron, going over to you, with NAU football winning at home against Southern Utah 59-35 to and then coming up last weekend with their 44-0 loss to Sac State, do you think it was just a fluke in their games they've won so far, or would you agree with Brendan in that it was weather? Well, if you're going to say that weather became an issue, I find that there seems to be a lack of leadership. No one to really bring that heart to a game on a daily basis. Sure, when you're going up against sort of the bottom of the conference in Idaho State and Southern Utah, yeah, you're, you're, you're confident and you expect to walk out with a victory. And NEU looked great in those games. Their offense looked on fire. And it seemed as though when they hit their first bit of adversity then all the wheels fell off which tells me which tells me everything i need to know i mean yeah it's a very young team with a very solid recruiting class i mean the number i mean the numbers don't lie they show for themselves but when you go on the road you have some weather you got to combat that's what's going to take the toll and any you decided to just not respond in any way shape or form <laughs> i mean when you only run the ball 65 yards and you dominate in the rushing game before with kevin daniels on 19 attempts, only 65 yards, that's that, that's uh, not great, to say the least. And to get outgained on total offense by 430 yards, that yeah. there was just, there seemed to be no heart. And I go through, I look at the comments. Usually any football comments on social media, never they, they never really, you know, you never see really people comment. Yeah. There were people eating this yeah. up. And <laughs> NAU also hit 
some virality from the Reddit called football page, but for all the wrong reasons, because they're like, <laughs> let's check in on the FCS team that beat Arizona. And it was NAU losing, getting shut out, not just losing, getting shut out 44, nothing. But Hey, biggest takeaway here is Cal Berkeley's got a transitive win over NAU now. Yeah. I think another thing to look at, at with the NAU team is it, if they can't show up in outdoor arenas or stadiums, how are they supposed to perform? How are those athletes supposed to gain more experience in the career if their team is completely folding under the pressure of an outdoor stadium? I think it's a pathetic attempt on NEU football's part and how they played on Saturday. I think it, they didn't allow their main players to get the opportunity to maximize on the field. And I think they are just continuously making mistakes this season that prove that the leadership is a little rocky right now and they need to gain control of their team. Brendan? Yeah, I mean, when after these past two games at home, when they're both the family weekend game and the homecoming game, and you look like one of the best teams in not only the Big side but in FCS football, and they were putting up, they put up a big number of points against Southern Utah or against Idaho State, and they put up 59 uh, against Southern Utah in the homecoming game. Uh, across the span of three weeks, they had they had a bye week in there. Um, I think that they kind of got, they kind of slept a little, uh, slept on themselves a little bit, and and this was sort of a a wake up call. They were they kind of got full of themselves, in my opinion. I think that they thought they were you know they were the hot new thing on the block after you know not after just beating uh, Arizona, but you know beating winning those two games at home. They I don't think they took it as seriously enough, and then considering you know I do know that they do play whenever they're practicing for a road game that's going to be outdoors they do practice outdoors as opposed to whenever they're at home they play they practice indoors um so i think that's a part of it but you know nothing they can do here is, is going to prepare them for absolute an absolute monsoon that they're going to endure in sacramento state so yeah and it's weird because whenever there's rain you'd expect there to be a, a, a much more lacking passing game and they focus more on running game but as you said cam uh they only ran uh had 65 rushing yards uh, across a few players where looking at Sacramento State they had 206 rushing yards across across almost almost a, uh, a dozen different players if you look at this at the box score so uh it's it's really crazy to see that you know, this happened Sacramento State as we've seen this was all week prior when they beat Mon uh, Montana who was ranked number five they're a good team and now they are one of the only two undefeated teams in the big sky uh along with Montana State and they're cer certainly going to get a boost in in the rankings because of it uh, and with the fact that Eastern Washington actually lost to Weaver State uh, the uh, last weekend as well, which is also huge for for standings. But yeah, it's just the, the FCS football is just much like other you know FBS football and professional football as well. That you know it's pretty wide open. There's a lot more parity now. Uh, we're seeing a lot more losses from the the top the top of the echelon in terms of who, who the best teams are. And I think that NU needs to kind of look at themselves now. They do play in a dome next week. Uh, against Idaho, but at the same time, they have to really go back to the drawing board and see what went wrong in that yeah, game. Three straight games of dome play, so maybe that'll give them that little confidence boost, but I mean, yeah, sure, you can look at the season and go, well, we let a couple get away, but that, that Sac State game was probably as low as it can get. You, you'd hope so. That'd be as low <laughs> as it can get, but I mean, you look at games like UC Davis, 7-1, and one, they've got a win over in FC uh, over an FBS team, but lost to Idaho State, which mm -hmm. just seems like an outlier at this point. It was a very strange game. And then Montana senior night that yeah. 
if you can, that's where they have to look at it and go, we need that win. Senior night, yeah, you're a group of young men. There's a lot of freshmen, there's a lot of sophomores on this team, but that's when that leader is going to rise. Because when you're going up against one of, not just one of the best defenses in the FCS, but probably comparably one of the best in all of Division One football, that's going to be telling as well. That's going to be the game that says, okay, did anyone step up as a leader from the Sac State game or did we all just crumble like we did against Sac State? That's going to be the really telling game is that senior night game. Yeah, this is, I think, I mean, this is one of the worst showings NU football's had since last season against Eastern Washington, who, thankfully for NAU, they don't play Eastern Washington this year. They also don't play Weber State uh, this year either, who were the two teams that made the FCS playoff from the big sky. Uh, I mean, like you mentioned, having those dome, those dome games are going to be huge. If NAU wants to make the FCS playoff now, they have to win out. That's that's the reality of the situation. Games like that Montana game is going to be brutal. It is going to be very brutal. I mean, they're lucky they're in a great conference mm-hmm. playing teams yeah. like UC Davis and Montana to where if you get impressive wins, you at least will be considered for a playoff spot. Now, yeah, they avoided playing running into Montana State or Eastern Washington, which or who knows State, who yeah. knows how those games would have played out, but. This is, it, there's a, it's a fair assumption to say that they would not have played out very well, probably just as much as this matching is. Hey, uh, if, if Idaho State can get a win on UC Davis, mm-hmm. I mean, anything can happen in this conference. That's true. That is very Agreed. true. Uh, so I think last week we had made predictions on what the score would have been, and I said <laughs> I said something along the lines of 38-17 or something. Mm-hmm. I can't really remember, but clearly that didn't that didn't <laughs> really pan out. Um, so I thought we should we should we do that again for the Idaho game. Sure. I don't see why not. Uh, I think some at some context uh, last season in the spring season, uh, NAU played Idaho in the finale uh, in the finale game uh, against Idaho, and they won. I believe it was nineteen to nine, so a very odd score there. But it did give NAU its first winning record since twenty seventeen. So knowing that, and knowing how NAU is coming off of this game, and Idaho say is or excuse me, Idaho uh, is a team that's under five hundred right now. I'm going to say that NAU does come up with a big win, a win that they need uh, very much. As for the score. I think that the, their loss against Sacramento State kind of levels, evens out uh, regression to the mean where they had two really good uh, scoring games and, of course, they get shut out. I'm going to say NAU takes the win 34-24. to 25. Clearly, something, somebody better step up as leader of practice because right now, at this point, I don't trust the team that just got shut out on the road to go back on the road and get a victory. It rarely happens. And, you know, any who can either find that leader or leaders in practice this week and go to Idaho and win, or they can crumble like they did against Sac State and get upset. And as of right now, I'm leaning towards picking Idaho for this game <laughs> because it's not, it's not about, you know, overall talent and all that or what your record is right now. It's about where your mindset is right now and getting shut out on the road, especially coming off of big wins recently tells me everything I need to know. And so as of right now, unless I'm proven otherwise during the week, <laughs> if I see something else, um, not, not like Oklahoma, that for sure, we, 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 we get uh, kicked out. We wouldn't be allowed to do anything, <laughs> but uh, as of right now, until that leader is found, I am taking Idaho for the upset here at home. Do you have a score in mind or interesting? Just throw a number out. I'm going to say, 2716. Okay. Low, low scoring. Okay. All right. Kristen? Um, you know, I'm hope we're we're gonna be a little hopeful here and see that NAU might be able to take the win. Um, I mean NAU sits sixth in the big sky standings right now for football. 
why Idaho is 10th. So I think that might give NAU a little bit of leverage, whether they can pull it off or not. I don't know. So I think my score is going to be 28-14, NAU winning. Okay. Now, I'm a little bit more confident just in the fact that uh, a couple weeks ago, Idaho played at Eastern Washington in the Inferno and lost 71 to 21. Oh, wow. Um, that was a game where Eric Verrier had 600 passing yards and I believe like six or seven touchdowns. Uh, so I, you know, any of you coming into the Sacramento State had this, had the next best offense behind Eastern Washington. Uh, so I, I trust that they will get at least a few points on the board and they will get on a bit of a run. That defense is where what needs to to get get going because even as big of a win the Southern Utah game was, they still gave up thirty five. Yeah, what happened? Because <laughs> you go back to the Sam Houston State game, the team that just won the national championship for the FCS, and NU's defense actually played well. The scoreboard might not show it, but it's because NU's offense had two turnovers and two possessions that just made the defense quit. But why they decided to shut down now? is strange to me unless they're just playing better teams and we don't and they just got better as the season got along and the defense just didn't progress with it yeah well if everyone is done with nau football we are going to move over to nau volleyball who had another weekend sitting one and one in their two games NAU volleyball has been consistent in going on a couple game winning streaks but then losing and now they're in the pattern of winning one losing one losing one winning one and they need to break that pattern to stay hopeful for this season, in my opinion. Um, Brendan, I know you've gone to or watched a decent amount of NAU volleyball games. Cam, I know you have as well. Uh, Cam, let's start with you. What are you seeing from this NAU volleyball team that they need to improve on in order to remain eligible for playoff? Again, the most we've talked about before, the most frustrating te- thing about NAU, from what I've watched, is that is the is the service game. It's making those self-inflicted errors that always seem to be the detriment. I've seen a lot of volleyball matches determined because streaks were broken by bad serving errors. This is the easiest thing you can do. All they ask is, hey, just hit this ball over the net and make the other team make a play. When you're not making a play, that causes problems because it just awards a free point. And that team's like, oh, well, that's a burst of energy. Let's go start a point streak now. And then all of a sudden, it's three, four, five points. You're down all of a sudden. And it's it's not only the service game. It's also how NU can start and the streaks they allow give up. I go back to last year. NU would fall down 3-4-0 early in a set, mm-hmm. give that, and then that would be it because they couldn't, they couldn't stop the bleeding. And then there'll be sets that are close, like... 13, 12, 12, 11, 11, 10, and they'd allow another point streak. And then that's too much too much ground to make up, and it'll cost you tremendously. So NEU is consistently inconsistent. That's the best way to put where they've been last year and then this year. So hopefully something clicks, but I'm not really sensing that right now. Agreed. I think they are just losing it right now, and they NEU has a tendency, like you said, Cam, to go on those winning streaks and then just kind of blow it brendan over to you taylor jacobson a kind of key player on this team didn't have the top numbers this weekend ryan davis did um morgan gatmeyer came out on top twice so and we still have not seen much of lila hollis since she went out with a non-covid related sickness brendan what 
are you seeing in these the difference in these players now? So yeah, I got the chance to cover the Montana game, the most recent one that and you did end up sweeping Montana uh Saturday, but going back to the one on Thursday uh against Montana State. Uh, that one was uh, a gut punch. Having them, <laughs> how they lost that game, you know, in five sets, they lost that fifth set, fifteen to eleven. That was one of those matches where, like you said, the whole back and forth. They win one, they lose one. They win one, lose one. Well, that was that game. They they lost the first set hand like handily. They won the second set pretty well. Uh, they got destroyed in the third set. Get destroyed, or then they destroyed that uh, Montana State in the fourth set. It's it's all a back and forth uh, pendulum here um, with that. So and then moving on to the Montana game, I think they finally real they you know they're playing against uh, an inferior team. Montana is uh, is under five hundred, where Montana State is currently ahead of Northern Arizona in the standings. Uh, they played an inferior team and they were able to play their ball, play their type of volleyball very well. Montana State is probably the best blocking team in the Big Sky, and we got to see that pretty much any shot that uh, Taylor Jacobson was 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 going to try to hit got sent right back. Um, and then I think any really uh, used that as a sort of marker for the for the Montana game against the Grizzlies and they and Montana was the team that could not hit could not get the ball past uh the wall that is uh Jordan Elder and Sophia Wadsworth those two are a brick wall at the net uh, uh and pretty much now any hit that Montana had either it was sent right back or went right off the fing- off their fingers for an easy uh for an easy rally uh on back uh, behind them where Emilio Ketter or Taylor Jacobson can can start setting it um I think that there's a, the shift is in now the starting lineup in the Montana game. Nishay Newton got the start over Savannah Bloom, which was huge, and it was something that was completely un- unexpected to me. I was expecting to see Lila Hollis come back last week. Obviously, that hasn't happened yet. Um, but having talked to Coach Murphy and seeing the moves he's making now, and how well Morgan Gatmire has played, who wasn't in the starting mm-hmm. lineup, yep. we might not see Lila in the starting lineup this, the, for the rest of the season. You know, I'm kind of feeling that way too, Brendan. I think everyone expected Lila to come back and most fans and even I would say probably some NU athletics people were kind of surprised with Ken Murphy's decisions, but I think it's working out for the team. I think they're still being able to produce. They had their highest clip since their Eastern Washington game on September 25th, but kind of an open question now. There's six games left in the season for the Lumberjacks volleyball team. And they sit fifth in the sta- in the Big Sky standings. Where do you see this team going? Do you have a prediction for the rest of the season? Cam Brennan, floor's open. <laughs> uh, you know it's tough because going into the season they were, I would say, the second, the the next favorite preseason poll. Weber State, of course, is the favorite. They they're still undefeated. They've won an un- like twenty five sets in a row or whatever number it is at this point. Um. So I think it was Northern Colorado, Northern Arizona that were in that running for the second best team. There was a huge dynamic shift, and that dynamic shift are the Portland State Vikings. Mm-hmm. Portland State they defeated NEU um, a couple weeks back, about a week and a half ago uh, in uh, in Portland, and you know you can see that as a fluke. You know Portland State you don't really think of it as a team that uh, is com- comes out as dominant in any particular sport, but this year is their year in volleyball. They swept Northern Colorado over the weekend, which was absolutely huge, a huge upset in that respect. Um, and that solidifies them as a second in the standings. So I don't think there's anyone who can catch them at this point other than Weber State, who is ahead of them. NEU has has beaten every team that is below it, and it has lost to every team that is above it. <laughs> and that is not an exaggeration. So I think 
so where they're sitting right now in fifth place, I think makes a lot of sense. Um, they do have a, a bit of an easier schedule going forward this weekend. They play Eastern Washington again uh, on Thursday, and then they play uh, Idaho later in the weekend, both teams that they swept um, to start big side play. So they'll get a boost from that. But you know, like I said, they can't beat the teams in front of them, which is a huge problem. And with that said, they'll probably be the fifth seed in the big side tournament next month, which would, as of right now, put them square up against Montana State who they lost to in a very competitive match for sure, but a Montana State team that's very good at blocking and certainly has done a good job of neutralizing uh, Taylor Jacobson. Kim? Again, it's about finding that true consistency because, yes, they're consistent in being inconsistent, but (laughs) now you got to be consistent in being consistent, and that's not what we've seen yet. So maybe maybe that time's coming down the stretch, but, again, there's nothing I've seen. The trends don't show. According to... Our good friend Larry Mack. The trends are not showing well for <laughs> NEU volleyball right now. So I'm not I'm not buying that things will turn around. Yeah, I see NEU volleyball making the playoffs for sure, but I don't see them moving up very high in playoffs as of right now. So I think fifth may be their permanent spot for the rest of the season. But we are gonna take a quick break. After the break, we'll talk about NEU soccer talk some Jack Jeopardy, and look at what NU Athletics has coming up this weekend. Stick around. Welcome back to the Axe on KJAC. We just talked about some NEU football, NEU volleyball, and now we are going to get into our segment, Jack's Jeopardy, where we quiz our (laughs) Cam's favorite, where we quiz our guests and each other's to find out more about NEU Athletics. So, I'll start off. My, how many President Cups does NEU Athletics have? So, can you give everyone, for those listening, uh, can you give them, an, I'll give them an explanation of what kind of the President's Cup is. They kind of got it last year. Um, it was basically, it's like, I think it's an academic award um, to where it takes all the big side teams and kind of combines their academics. And NEU, I'll, give, I'll at least give out this. Then you did win it uh, over the spring. Um, as for the exact number, I have no idea. I'm going to say, I, don't, I just don't know how long it's been around. <laughs> That's the problem. I'm going to say 14. I don't know why. That number co- just popped into my mind. And by the look at Kristen's face, it is not. that is not at all correct. So well, They they made a big deal about it last year. I remember something mm-hmm. where, it sat, where it was like, and you made history. Is this Was last year their first one? Is that your guess? That's my guess. They have won three, including oh, back-to-back three. in 2012 to 2013, was something 2013 athletic. to 2014. It was something athletic involved that was like their okay. first. But I, I was assuming was. that it's been around since like the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean any you would have gotten it that, that many times. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's fair, but you don't know. Mathematically, maybe. Brendan? All right. So the NEU men's and women's basketball t- uh, season will get is going to be going underway at the end of next week. Uh, if you would like to watch, read any previews on those, uh, be sure to stay tuned on jacksocial.org. We'll have, we'll have a men's basketball preview up next week. And then right before the season starts, uh, for women's basketball, we'll have a preview up as well. So to sort of uh, get ready for the basketball season as we get uh, as we're going to get into that, I threw in a basketball question, and I think it's a good one. Uh, when was the last time men's basketball went to the NCAA tournament? Uh, Kristen, we'll start with you. Oh gosh, um, I know it's not recently. <laughs> um, my oh. guess is two thousand. 2000 is that your final answer yes cam (sighs) 
Man, see, I get so confident, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I've, I've, I've. You lost said you my knew it. Yeah, you said before it. the show you knew it. I thought I knew it. I think it was two thousand, though. You're gonna just copy Kristen? I think wow. it was two thousand. Wow, what a copycat! What a plagiarism! Am I wrong? Plagiarism. Am I wrong? That's fine. Is I'm it okay. correct? It is correct. Woo! I think it's nineteen forty-six. Was the last time? <laughs> no, I mean. No, it was not. But <laughs> it was it was the year two thousand. That was the last time they they won the big side and they and they went to the NCAA tournament in that year. So good job, guys. To my second question, for NAU soccer, name the top three athletes in order who have the most shots on goal this season for the Lumberjacks. Brendan's doing a little happy dance, so I feel like he knows <laughs> what the answer. Okay, well, thanks for calling me out. I did not know that was not me knowing the answer. I was just getting loose. <laughs> So, but I'll, I'll try to go first. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain Montgomery would be number one. Um, number two, Maddie Schaefer. And then number three, number three now, because now those are the two primary scorers. Number three, I'm going to say. Natalie Manzo, obviously. She has a rocket <laughs> of a leg. She's able to kick from all the way from the back of, the, of her own goal now. Um, Montgomery, Schaefer, I'm going to say. I want to say Riley Mitchell. Okay. Dude, I had to look Kim? up the roster because I don't know like half the names on the team anymore. <laughs> I haven't covered a game since August. Well, this is hmm. a good time. Big side tournaments coming out next week. Coming up next yeah, week. Yeah, NAU soccer, which we're going to talk about soon, clinch their way into the Big Sky tournament, which is exciting. So, Cam, can you clinch your way into answering this question? Hmm. <laughs> uh, he might keep buffering. <laughs> I'm going to say Madison Montgomery, obviously, won it. Is it shots on goal this shots season? Shots on goal this season. All right, I'm gonna go Montgomery. I'm gonna say <laughs> Sam Larberg and uh, Schaefer. In that order? Yeah. Cameron is correct. Uh, <laughs> I said, I look. I'm just going through the roster, just swiping through. Okay, yes. I did not look. I not. I did not look this up. I literally just take it, took a guess. Shots on goal. Madison Montgomery has 41. Sam Larberg has 22, and Maddie Schaefer has 18. Okay. Well, I got two of them. Well, two. Riley was below Maddie, so you were close, Brendan. Okay. All right. So I got one, two, and four in not that order, but okay. You got one, three, and one, four. One, three, and four. <laughs> Thank you. Brendan, uh, last question of this week's edition of Jack's Jeopardy. Well, cl clearly, it is once again not my week in Jack's Jeopardy. <laughs> uh, let's go back to football. Uh, obviously, NEU was shut out by Sac the Sacramento State Hornets. Um, so, speaking of shutouts, before Saturday's game, because I know Kristen was like, the Saturday count? <laughs> I did. I did ask. When was, before Saturday's game, when was the I last time five. When was the last time NEU football was shut out? And yeah. bonus points to say, oh, just just give me a year and just bonus points to tell me what team. Cam's going to answer first. <laughs> Cam, you've been playing. I have, I'm no, idea. Totally. I have no idea. You, you guessed on the soccer question. Uh, Can I have a hint? Uh, I don't know what hint. Pre-21st. Or post twenty first uh, century. It was after. It, it's in the twenty first century. Bro, I I don't know. Oh man! All right, <laughs> in or out of conference? I'll give you out of conference. I will give you that. Man. Well, they. Obviously, I've never played Alabama before, so that doesn't seem like an option. You sure? They have the transitive win over Alabama. They do have a transitive win over Alabama. You got to give them that. Oh, man. Oh, That's man. That's not a shutout. So. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a shutout <sighs> transitive win. Did, did they, 
I'm going to say they played ASU one year. I don't know why. I'm just going to say that they are because I honestly don't have another guess. Do you have a year in mind? 2003. 2003. All right. Kristen. <laughs> so uh, wrong, but whatever. I'm going to say 2009. Do you have a team? Against U of A. So I'm just thinking, like, who would NU play out of conference? Like, I know they play, like, UTEP and stuff like that, but they don't mm. – they're not a team that just go in and play in Alabama or, right. any, or like, Oregon or USC or anything. Right. They it's only, not a, yeah, they only play, like, four out-of-conference games yeah. here. Yeah. So uh, I'm grabbing this from Calf Sports, by the way. Um, the last time NU was shut out in a game was August 30th, 2013. Oh. A, in Tucson against the Arizona Wildcats. Hey, I got part of it right. You did get part of it, so congratulations there. Well, great job, everyone, on this week's edition of Jack's Jeopardy. Now on to our final topic, NAU Soccer, who got their position into the Big Sky Championship Tournament and took home a win this weekend over Portland State. Brendan, you've been big into soccer this year. We'll go to you first and what you're saying from this team that's going well right now. Six games. That's the wing streak that NEU soccer is on right now, and it has not come. It cannot come at a better time uh, for the Lumberjacks. Uh, also, we know how the way we know how the season started. Zero and seven. Uh, they had a bad, bad loss against GCU. They had losses against Montana, Northern Colorado, and Idaho. But looking at the rest of their schedule, they were did what they were able to do, which was win games and win them in dominating fashion. Uh, going into this weekend, it was big because not only was a playoff spot on the line, but you know, improving their seeding was also on the line. Um, on Friday against Sacramento State, uh, NEU with the win, NEU a win or a tie, NEU was going to lock their way into the Big Sky tournament, no matter what seed they were going to be. Whatever Sacramento State, they needed to win to lock it in there. And this game went to an, to a double overtime. The first time NEU soccer has been in double overtime this season, taking the win three to two. Uh, against the Sacramento State Hornets uh, there. Uh, and once again, like I mentioned, rain and just rain had, had come in before the game, so the pitch was all wet uh, and all that, but rain there was no rain during the actual game itself uh, in that matter. So uh, a huge win there for the Lumberjacks, of course, solidifying their their, their spot. Um, it also helped their, their chance to get the three seed, which they were playing for on Sunday against Portland State. Portland State needed a win to get into the into the Big Sky Conference tournament, they did not get that win. NEU took the win there, two to one, uh, to at least to fulfill their end of the bargain uh, in terms of getting the three seed. What they needed to happen was something that I said was going to happen uh, last week, and that was Weber State, who was in the lead for the majority of the season. Uh, they went out. They went out to go play the teams, the big the big teams in the conference. Obviously, they lost to NEU. Um, now they've they've lost to Montana, and in the big in the big game that they needed uh, was the, a loss against Northern Colorado in three to four, a big uh, a high scoring match there. Uh, whoever won that game was going to get a bye, was going to get the two seed and a bye, which is huge in the Big Sky for uh, in that stand in that sense. So uh, obviously with that loss and NEU getting the win, NEU and you would say have a tie uh, in the rec in the standings, which NEU has uh, the tiebreaker thanks to that win they had over Weber State four to one. So uh, obviously a huge turnaround for NEU there. And you know, at, like you asked, Kristen, I think this team's peaking at the right point. 
I think that the chemistry is right there. I think they know what they need to do, which is play aggressive. It's what they did all last year, and it's what's got what got them into the, the Big Side Conference Championship game. And I think they really tr- truly found, found their identity now. I agree, Brendan. I think the numbers are proving themselves for NEU soccer right now. I think when looking at their game numbers, their team statistics from each game, NEU's numbers are higher than the opponent despite winning by a goal or two. And that's a big thing that has shifted since the beginning of the season when everyone thought they wouldn't even make or have a shot at going to the playoffs. And here they are now in the third seed. Cameron, looking at NAU soccer, what have you seen change on the team and what do you expect them to do in the Big Side Championship? Well, I lost my stat sheet because <laughs> Microsoft loves restarting at the most inconvenient of times. <laughs> But when I was looking, um, again, it was about finding that stable defense. If any of you stabilized de- their defense and so- showed any semblance of it, then this could been this could have been a team that went on a run, and they have. I mean, we've gotten Natalie Manzo three clean sheets in that in this six game uh, winning streak. She's got four on the year, and so ju- that's all I needed to see because we know any of you can score. That's not that was never the problem, but it was the matter of can you shut it down. When given upon, if you can't score, can you prevent the other team from scoring? And they just weren't doing that. I mean, they back in early September, they gave up six goals in back-to-back matches against New Mexico and Denver. Obviously not a great look, but then they rallied back, you know, obviously got off to a bad start, lost three in a row to begin conference play, then won six, won six in a row after that. And so it's been a phenomenal turnaround. They've only, in this win streak, they've only allowed one match with multiple goals, and that was against Sac State on Friday. So to see where they're at versus how they started, which, Brendan, you and I know too too well how they started, uh, it's been nice to see. It's been pleasant to see, and going on a win streak into a conference tournament always bodes well. So this could be a team that stuns come the Big Sky uh, Championship next, not this weekend, but the following weekend. Agreed. I think you look at the beginning of their season with seven straight losses, then getting their two wins that, okay, some easy teams get the win, boost the mindset and momentum, but then going back on another losing streak to then now go on a six-game winning streak is huge for a team. So I think that the dynamic on the Lumberjacks has improved incredibly, and honestly, I think it's what boosted them into the Big Sky Championship tournament. As Coach Lau said, you don't the team did not have the right mindset at the beginning of the season. They had lost key players from the season before and trying to find the groove, especially with the goaltending situation at the beginning of the season. I think once they put into effect who it was going to be, that also shifted things for the team. Yeah. And then I think that I think with, uh, first of all, stay tuned uh, for uh, on jackcentral.org. You'll have a ton of soccer coverage there um, as well as, you know, some future stories as well. I know, Friend of the show, Will Hopkins, is working on a, a feature story on uh, one of NEU's most prominent players. I won't say who. We have to we have to stay tuned for that. Uh, and of course, I had I'm having a story about the NEU goalkeeping situation that'll be coming out uh, later this week. Uh, but yeah, I think that they solidified themselves as the third best team in the conference. And now the, the conference standings aren't official yet. They were supposed to be official. However, Northern Colorado's final game against Idaho State got delayed till tomorrow afternoon due to some travel issues with Idaho State trying to get to Greeley. Um, so Northern Colorado still has a lot to play for. If they get, I think as, as long as they either get a draw or a win, they'll get the number one seed over Montana, which is huge. Um, there Idaho state's already out. So they're just trying to play spoiler. Um, and once that comes in, we'll have the official big size standings for you, 
uh, here. Now we can kind of deduce what we're going to see just from what we have so far. Now the big the the website has been a little bit wonky. It took a while for any of you to finally get that third seed. Uh, so as of right now, if, as long as my calculations are correct, NEU should be playing the first in the first round as three seed uh, on Wednesday, November third at 11 a 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time against Sacramento State, who will be the sixth seed, um, due to the fact that Sacramento State has a tiebreaker for that final spot with Eastern Washington. Um, they both sit at a re at a conference record of three and six. However, Sacramento State beat Eastern Washington early in the year four to two, which I believe gives them the tiebreaker. However, I don't know why, but Eastern Washington is ahead of Sacramento State on the website as it is right now. So like I said, we'll get official standings. We'll get official uh, official tournament details probably by maybe Wednesday since the, the game will be uh, on, on Thursday or the game will be on Tuesday tomorrow uh, in the afternoon. So I'm going to look out for that. But yeah, NEU versus Sacramento State in the tournament in a rematch of a game that we just saw. And it was a, a heck of a game having to go to double overtime uh, only for uh, a huge, a huge goal. One of the best goals I think we've ever seen from out of NEU from Riley Mitchell, who scored our second goal uh, of the season uh, in the 103rd minute. So it'll be certainly an interesting, interesting thing to see. We'll obviously talk about it a lot more, uh, the, a lot more next week as the tournament will be official. But you know, now that the season regular season's over for NEU, I'm kind of curious what we, what you guys, uh, what your guys' thoughts are. Now that we know they're 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 seeding, now that we know when when they're playing, who they're playing, and whatnot. What is the ceiling for this team? How far can they go? Can they pull off an upset in the semifinals and even the finals to bring home a championship? I'd say so. Again, I like I said, I winning streaks always bode well for going into postseason play. And like we've seen in college basketball, we've seen in college baseball, if you're hot at the right time, you're going to find a way to win. And I believe NU can at least get back to that final and maybe even make up for what happened last year back in the spring. Yeah, honestly, I think NAU lost that a little bit last year with the whole ending of their season, how it did. And I think they can push their way through to the last game of the season, taking home the Big Sky Championship if they keep it up how they are right now. If they come in dominant to the tournament, there's not many teams that will put them to a standstill. So I think they have a great chance. Brendan? Yeah, I would agree. I think that, uh, like I said, I mean, like uh, I said earlier in the show, those games against Montana, Northern Colorado, and even Idaho, um, if they can pull off a win in the first round, those those are going to be tough games. And the fact that NEU uh, hasn't gone, they didn't shut out Sacramento State, they needed double overtime, and they didn't shut out Portland State uh, in the monsoon, uh, monsoon that was there in Hillsboro, Oregon. Um, I think that, I think if they can get hot in the right time, obviously that's great. Uh, injuries are certainly might play an issue, like we mentioned. Uh, Victoria Pucci uh, during that Idaho State game a couple weekends back, uh, she suffered a, a ligament uh, ligament injury that she just got surgery for, and hopefully she's doing well there. I believe uh, I believe it was it went successful, and hopefully she's doing well there. Um, but I think you know depth is going to play a big part of it. We saw uh, Riley Curran have that huge goal. She's you know finally getting her back into the fold as well. Obviously Madison Montgomery is going to be the, the glue to this team and be the leader, be the one to lead the charge. Uh, towards the opponent's goal, but I, when it comes down to them playing Northern Colorado, I wouldn't exactly be confident, uh, but we also have seen last season where, you know, the, it was an infamous game that we talked about on the show last last semester. Uh, they were up 2 nothing against Northern Colorado um, with, 80, in the, with 80 minutes having gone by, and in, in those last 10 minutes, 
Northern Colorado somehow managed to score two goals, including one at the very end, uh, to force overtime. And in that overtime, NEU completely wet the bed. Somehow they didn't they didn't give up any goals uh, in that sense. But I don't think that's how that saying goes. What are you talking about? Nothing. Keep, all right. Nothing. Keep going. Well, what I was saying is they completely dropped the ball in that respect. Uh, they somehow didn't give up a goal. There were, I think, five or so opportunities um, wh- where Northern Colorado should have scored and won the game. However, NEU somehow avoided there and they drew a tie. And that, draw- that tie was huge because it allowed NEU to win the division uh, back last season when divisions were still a thing uh, due to the COVID season. So um, I-, I wouldn't exactly be confident in uh, in those games, but they certainly have a chance. They only lost to Montana by one, and that one goal was a freak goal that was on a free kick from midfield. So... Um, there's certainly a good chance here, and they're they're the hottest team right now. They have a six game winning streak. The next team uh, to have a winning streak would be, I believe, uh, Northern Colorado. Uh, they have a they have a four game winning streak, or excuse me, Montana has a four game winning streak um, there, and they're so they're going to be getting a bye. So uh, you know we'll have, have to wait and see. Obviously, the tournament not this weekend, not this week, but next week, starting off on Wednesday. Uh, whoever it may be, it'll be starting at Wednesday at 11 a.m. Yeah, we'll have to. Make sure to hopefully have an update on who they will play next week and continue to watch them and hopefully see them out until the Big Sky Championship. Now, our last thing for the night, the axe attack. Brendan, take it away. What is this? If we just go over any other like, schedule, oh. you've, been on, you've been on the show. I know this was not. <laughs> yes, it's been a minute. Surprise! Man. It's been a minute. It's actually, it's actually just uh, Wheel of Fortune where we spin a wheel and we give you a random question. <laughs> oh no! It's, it's, yeah. Oh uh, no! Wheel of Lumberjack. That's that's another show we should do. Uh, so yeah, real quickly, uh, we didn't really talk about it here, but NEU Golf is currently competing in the Clash. It's a cool name, the Clash, uh, at Boulder Creek in Boulder in, in Boulder City, Nevada. Um, they are currently in, I believe they're currently in 12th place. Uh, there was, I think, uh, having glanced at a little bit of it, there was a lot of uh, wind uh, in the area that certainly affected their play. They were in 13th after round one. They're in 12th after round two. They do have one more round uh, starting tomorrow at eight, bright and early 8 a.m. Uh, out there in Boulder City, Nevada. So, of course, keep an eye out on any athletics for updates there. And you golf is one of those anomalies where they are a very good team. We, they've, they've had individuals win tournaments before they finished second in the big sky only two sacramento state uh, a season ago so you know it's a, a good uh a good tournament for them and you know it's somewhere as close as boulder as boulder city nevada it's certainly a course that they would be familiar with um nothing happening on wednesday but on thursday uh eastern washington uh is playing any you will be going out to eastern washington in cheney washington it is a rematch of uh is the first time any is playing a team for the second time this season in volleyball, uh, back on September 25th, and you beat Eastern Washington three to, three to nothing in a sweep. So any you looking to do the same thing uh, on the Eastern Washington home court. Now going on to Saturday, we got a bit a good amount going on Saturday. Um, we have football. Any football will be at Idaho in the Kibble Dome uh, in Moscow, Idaho. That'll be at 1 p.m. Uh, local time. Of course, you can catch it on ESPN Plus as well as the Lumberjack Radio Network. And you're looking to get back to 500. Uh, after suffering a huge loss, a, a detrimental loss to Sacramento State uh, just this past weekend. Uh, and finally, speaking of Idaho, volleyball will be at Idaho as well uh, in Moscow, in Moscow, Idaho. That'll be at 6 p.m. Uh, Flagstaff time. Again, once again, NEU beat Idaho 3 to nothing as well to start off their conference season. So once again, looking to, to uh, improve on that end and use that to their advantage going forward. 
Uh, with that, that's about it. It's a fairly late week as soccer uh, gets ready for the Big Sky Championship. Vol- volleyball's uh, currently in the midst of their season. Their season is about a, has a few weeks left in it. Uh, and don't you and don't you worry, guys. We will talk about any of uh, basketball as that starts up at the end of next week. We'll have previews <laughs> and all that stuff ready to go. It's it's gonna be a great season. A lot of games. A lot of stuff worth talking about. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be exciting for sure. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in for another edition of The Axe. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kristen, with co-host Brendan and our guest, Cameron Richardson. Cameron, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter at The Richard Port. Follow me if you dare. (laughs) Um, But I do host The Richard Port on KJAC right here. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 8 to 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. It's always a great time. Brendan was on today as we... uh, Gave our little eulogy to the Los Angeles Dodgers, which was always great. But yeah, it's just year, great stuff. It's, if you want to find our written content, it's on my Substack newsletter. So it's a yearly tradition at this point. Yeah, the eulogy. So, <laughs> and you can stay up to do a date, not do <laughs> date with all things Northern Arizona sports with the NAU MIC Sports Instagram account. And of course, as Cam ha- hands me this very loud piece of paper, I am being told that I have to promote Battle of the Bands. Uh, at KJAC, it is a uh, an event thrown by KJAC every year. Um, they do have the ability to do it this year. It'll be hosted at the Orpheum here in Flagstaff, Arizona. That'll be on November 4th. Uh, so basically, it's an event where you can cast your vote and you can watch watch the show, Battle of the Bands, and you can watch your favorite bands play. Uh, there are raffle prizes for those who want to go to the Orpheum, Orpheum Theater. Uh, you can come for the music. You can leave with a surprise, in that case, with these raffle prizes. Doors <laughs> open. Doors what, kind of, what kind of surprises, Brendan? Oh, uh, they're raffle prizes, <laughs> so you have to just go and see what these raffle. Cam, go check out the surprise. <laughs> I have to. I'm part of KJAC. Mm. Yeah, you're a part of the, So, yeah, it's, it's an event thrown by KJAC in the KJAC class here at Northern Arizona. Uh, like I said, it'll be November November 4th. Doors open at 6 p.m., and the show will start at 7 p.m. Uh, tickets will be $10 at the door. Thank you for tuning in. Come back next week to hear us talk more NEU athletics. And every week after that, 7 to 8 on Mondays.